Girl podcast, we review total prostatectomy for the treatment of prostatic carcinoma in dogs. If you just diagnosed a dog with prostatic neoplasia, what should you do? Dogs are one of the few species known to spontaneously develop prostatic neoplasia. Prostatic carcinoma is the most common diagnosis of neoplasia, with transitional cell carcinoma, adenocarcinoma, and squamous cell carcinoma being other differentials. Unfortunately, in male dogs, prostatic carcinomas are often diagnosed late, with high rate of local invasion and distant metastasis at the time of diagnosis. Traditionally, treatment options for prostatic neoplasia included NSAIDs, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, photodynamic therapy, and surgery. Surgical options included total prostatectomy, a surgery with curative intent, partial prostatectomy, transurethral resection, urethral stenting, and urinary diversion, all palliative intent procedures. But what's the overall prognosis for prostatic neoplasia? Previously reported survival times vary from 17 to 654 days, depending on the stage at the time of diagnosis. With total prostatectomy, reported survival times for prostatic neoplasia in dogs was 5 to 45 days and was considerably shorter as compared to subtotal intracapsular prostatectomy. Unfortunately, urinary incontinence can occur as a postoperative complication, similar to humans, secondary to total prostatectomy. Previous studies of prostatectomy in dogs report a range of this complication from 33 to 100%. There are very few reports of prostatectomy, especially focused on patients with prostatic neoplasia. So Bennett and all wanted to evaluate this in a study called Total Prostatectomy as a Treatment for Prostatic Carcinoma in 25 Dogs. This was a multi-center VSSO-approved study that specifically looked at signalment, presenting signs, complications, diagnosis, and outcome in dogs treated with total prostatectomy for prostatic neoplasia between 2004 and 2016. In this study, a total of 25 dogs were evaluated with a median age of 9.3 years and a median weight of 25 kgs. All of the dogs were neutered males with a Labrador retriever being the most common in five dogs, followed by mixed breeds, five dogs, and German Shepherds, two dogs. In this study, the signalment and presenting clinical signs were similar to prior reports. In this study, the most common clinical signs seen in these dogs with prostatic neoplasia included dysuria, dyskesia, gross hematuria, palachiuria, hyporexia, and lethargy. Prostatic enlargement was found as an incidental finding in four dogs via rectal exam and was present in 16 out of 25 dogs overall, or 64%. Two dogs had a caudal abdominal mass on abdominal palpation. All of the dogs underwent total prostatectomy, and all dogs survived to discharge. Following total prostatectomy, various urethral reconstruction procedures were performed and included urethro-urethral anastomosis in 14 dogs, cysto anastomosis in 9 dogs, ureteral colonic anastomosis in 1 dog, and anastomosis between the bladder neck and penile urethra in 1 dog. Postoperatively, a urinary catheter was left in situ in 20 dogs and maintained for a median of 4 days postoperatively. As for histologic diagnosis, 60% of dogs were diagnosed with transitional cell carcinoma, 32% of dogs with prostatic adenocarcinoma, and one dog each with prostatic cyst adenocarcinoma and undifferentiated carcinoma. 84% of dogs had postoperative adjunctive therapy, including NSAIDs, paroxicam, mitoxantrone, metronomic thalidomide, cyclophosphamide, 
or carboplatin. There was no significant difference in mean survival times for dogs that received the maximum tolerated dose or chemotherapy versus those that did not. When looking specifically at complications in this study, these were defined as minor versus major. Minor complications were defined as self-limiting or those managed with medical intervention. Major complications were defined as complications that were expected to cause death without rapid intervention or that required a second surgical procedure. 60% of dogs, 15 dogs total, had minor complications, while 16 or 4 dogs developed major complications. Postoperative urinary incontinence was present in 8 out of 23 dogs, 4 of 14 dogs with urethroureterethral anastomosis, and 4 out of 9 dogs with the cystourethral anastomosis. This 35% rate of postoperative permanent urinary incontinence falls within the prior reports of 33 to 100%. Owners should be made aware of this high rate of complication. 35% permanent urinary incontinence rates is in line with prior studies, but is on the low end of prior reported rates. It is suspected that both the presence of prostatic disease contributes to incontinence. Prior studies compared two groups of dogs that underwent prostatectomy, one group of dogs with prostatic disease, and the other group with normal prostates preoperatively. The dogs with prostatic disease had lower external urethral sphincter pressures postoperatively as compared to the normal dogs postoperatively, suggesting that the presence of prostatic disease itself affects urethral sphincter pressures. These lower sphincter pressures may contribute to incontinence. Since the neurovascular supply to the bladder, neck, and prostate is located dorsally, dissection in this area may also contribute. In 14 of 24 dogs with available data, the median disease-free interval was 82 days. Overall, the mean survival time in dogs was 231 days, with a slightly shorter mean survival time for prostatic transitional carcinoma of 189 days and a longer mean survival time of 248 days for prostatic adenocarcinoma. Their survival times were not statistically significant between diagnoses, however. Local reoccurrence occurred in 32% of dogs. Metastatic disease occurred in 13 dogs to the lung, sublumbar lymph nodes, pelvis, vertebrae, and adrenal glands. This study found similar metastatic rates, 52%, as prior studies, 63 to 89%, but no association was found in the study between lymphatic vascular invasion and metastatic disease. In 76% of dogs, death was considered to be due to tumor-related causes. Three dogs were euthanized for other non-tumor-related causes, and three still alive at the time of writing. The one- and two-year survival times in the study was 32% and 12% respectively. The mean survival time was shorter when the prostatic tumor was extracapsular, outside the prostatic capsule, versus intracapsular. Also, the presence of extracapsular disease was the only histologic finding to be statistically associated with outcome. As for a specific type of neoplasia, there was no difference in survival times between prostatic transitional carcinoma and adenocarcinoma. The pros of this study? This multi-institutional study shows us that total prostatectomy is a viable alternative with good post-operative outcome in certain patients. This provides options for patients that were previously given a very poor prognosis and bad surgical outcomes. It is unclear based on this data if post-operative adjuvant therapy extends survival times, but this is still recommended by the authors. The limitations of this study? This study may have inadvertently selected for patients with lower preoperative metastatic rates 
smaller tumors, and lack of extracapsular invasion since it was based on patients that had been deemed good surgical candidates by the operating surgeons. Prolonged survival time should then be interpreted based on the patient population here. Also, due to the small sample size, it may have predisposed the study findings to type 2 errors. Also, this study did not compare patients getting surgery alone versus surgery plus postoperative adjuvant therapy. Finally, this study was not able to make comparisons between the presence of extracapsular disease and local reoccurrence or local reoccurrence and mean survival time. This information could be helpful in further identifying good surgical candidates and patients that would maximally benefit from curative intent total prostatectomy. The authors also stated that case selection likely played a significant role in postoperative outcomes. So, what do we take away from this vectoral podcast? Total prostatectomy, along with adjunctive therapy, can prolong survival and have lower complication rates when compared to prior reports. Overall, the mean survival time was 231 days postoperatively, which is markedly improved as compared to previous reported prognosis, some with a mean of 19 days. Case selection, again, likely plays an important role in positive outcomes postoperatively. When in doubt, help minimize the risk of prosthetic neoplasia with early detection. Perform a rectal exam on all your male dog patients at each visit. And if you find abnormalities in the prostate, get them worked up and referred ASAP for possible surgery to help improve the outcome in these canine male patients.